0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of Three Guys Walking to a Call. My name is Nikhil, and I have with me my two fellow co-hosts, Singji and Luke. Hello.
1: Hello, this is Luke here. And this is Singji.
0: Hey, Singji. Hey, Luke. Luke, the ever so serious.
1: Hi, Nikhil. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying out a new thing. I'm trying to be serious is- now your podcast voice Luke? Yeah, this is my podcast voice. Because you definitely don't sound like this yeah. when I talk to you. <laughs> but- I'm, I'm changing things up. See, mm-hmm. see, you're making me think about it. So I'm going to try and be all podcasty.
0: You're very podcasty. Luke, but, but, but in your podcast voice, Luke, maybe, uh, do, do you want to sort of uh, uh, set the stage for today's, today's episode?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I shall set the stage. Yeah. Um. I think that it's very interesting that when you we, we do comedy things, right? Like, that's what right. we do. We make people funny... Yeah, I mean, we at least that's what we try to say we do mm-hmm. lah. I don't know whether we have achieved it, but that's what we have aimed to do, right? We do some God comedy la, shows. La. What?
2: God lah, God la. People People do laugh.
1: Okay. We people do laugh like that's the that's the slogan which we put on our posters inverted commas people do laugh close inverted commas right so I mean so that's cool that's cool that's what we do but I've always been fascinated with the idea of making people cry right like right. using a storytelling or using some form of creative expression to create that output of tears as opposed to haha's. Why? Because, I mean, isn't it just weird? Isn't it just weird that you can tell someone Mm -hmm. something like Mm -hmm. you just with a collection of sounds that you make with your mouth, and then this person is gonna like cry, and then you didn't touch them, you didn't hurt them in any way, and it's just they're just sad because of that. Like, isn't that interesting? Like,
2: but you could say the same for any other emotional response, right? Okay. Like that—that uh, is it, that uh, invoked by way of oral communication, Which is you just—you just make a pile of sounds, and a person either laughs, the person either cries. I guess. I guess what you're saying is interesting is that how humans are capable of um, creating such physical responses purely through to in response to sounds.
1: I think so. I think that's it. That the idea of um, creating physiological responses through sounds, although that's like. The most pedantic way to, like, <laughs> like nail it down to, hey guys, let's talk about screeching to annoy people because, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm also cool with talking about that if you want to. <laughs> so,
0: so, so you, you, your fascination is purely with the with the with the tearing up physiological reaction, and and not with <laughs> not with other more obtuse ones like, uh, you know hair racing because of a screech, or uh, scratching your nails on a whiteboard.
1: Uh, I mean, now that, now that you say it, I think I'm also interested in that. I'm okay. also interested in that, yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. Yeah. So, so, wait, are you more interested in people crying out of a perceived uh, notion of sadness versus, say, laughing out, out of joy, though, um, you, using just oral input?
1: I think that they're both good. I think both okay. are great. But I think that we know how to do the laughing thing. Right, right. Uh-huh. so I don't know whether like what are we gonna talk about? If we want to talk about like laughing. Like we kind of know it's about jokes, about setting up and surprising people with a punchline. Like we kind of get that, right? At least we hope. As I said, as we said earlier, <laughs> we in hope. Open inverted commas,
0: you know. <laughs> some mm, we people hope to make laugh. Them laugh. Yeah. Some people laugh. Mm. Yeah. And, and so I I th- I think it's interesting coming from the lens uh, of 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 being an improv. Uh, performer, right? Yeah. Because yes. uh, in all likelihood that whenever we plan an improv show, uh, it, it's, all, it's all based around the concept that we're going to make them laugh. It's going to be a comedy show, right? So it's, it's, the, it's the emotion that we generally go for. Uh, and it is understandable that to evoke a new reaction, uh, a new emotion, be it sadness, be it horror. Uh, it, it will be a challenge. Or it's seen as a challenge, at least amongst us as improv players. Uh, and it's interesting to see how other mediums do it so much better, right? Uh, because everyone, each of us have definitely shed the earth and wiped our eyes till, it, till the tissue box runs dry after watching a TV show or a movie. So why is it that it's a challenge and a question only for us? I don't think theater well, performers. So, so the, you say each uh, of us
2: is probably done that, but Nikhil, when was the last time you actually cried watching or consuming some sort of uh, content?
0: Uh, okay, last time. Okay, I think it's. I, I, I unfortunately don't do it that much. I remember as a child, I think I, I might have cried, like even at the, the saddest, the, 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 the happiest bits of a sad story, probably. But, but now. If you have the question being last time, I think would be for Jack Horseman or maybe some Rick and Morty episode. Huh? Uh, yeah.
2: Do, do Do any of them like like um pop up in particular? Like, do you recall any particular um scene or episode which actually evoked that sort of response?
0: I remember. I think Rick and Morty stands out the most probably. Uh, which I one? don't remember the scene per se, but I remember a music cue. Da-da-da. Ta-da. Was it was it the one where um
2: basically he tried to kill himself after yes. making making the entire planet fall in love with him this yes. this yes. female sort of I, like I think that's the the one. symbiotic the yes. and then and then they played the music by uh, chaos chaos
0: chaos chaos yeah. right so I remember that bit uh, sort of vividly in my but but you cried because of that. Because of that. A tear, right? A tear or a cry, it's, it's due to profound sadness. Like I said, I've been uh, weep. I, I can't remember the last time. The weep, maybe again, may, might have been some Bojack, just tears rolling. Right. Uh, uh, maybe the episode where Bojack truly confronts his despair in, in season three arc. Was it the one with uh, the, the, his friend and his friend's daughter? I can't remember. Uh, exact moments, but Bojack as a whole is that experience. Hmm. Does that resonate with the other of you?
1: Yes. I, I mean, there's a few things which you say that's interesting to me. One is that both of those examples are cartoons, right? So animated mm-hmm. shows, right? Mm-hmm. And I I feel for some reason that animated stuff is more capable of generating emotions for me than mm-hmm. live action stuff, right? Um, so, for example, for me, I think the last time I really had an emotional reaction to a show would be the Pixar movie Coco, right? Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because yes, I yes. remember very distinctly, like, going to watch it because I think I may have watched it with you, Singji. Did I? Did we? No, I... Really? I don't know. We may have... I don't know, but it was a situation Impossible. where I went to watch this movie and it was because there was nothing else on. So... <laughs> We, it was a, we were like wastrels who were like okay let's let's just watch something okay Coco what is a Pixar movie okay fine M- must be good must be good right so we go watch yeah. it no idea what it's about and then we're like quite quite intrigued by where the story goes it's quite deep for a kid's movie I was thinking it was gonna be like Moana or something right but it's a bit more um, it has a bit more meat to it right and then there's a the last scene in uh, Coco where uh, have you guys watched Coco? Yes. yes, yes yeah,
2: yes. I'm pretty no. sure there's no spoilers after yeah. so many Okay, it. but
1: spoilers, if I don't know, if you haven't watched Coco, this is a spoiler moment from here on in, right? There's a moment near the end where essentially what the main character needs to do is he needs to get his grandmother, who is the titular Coco, mm-hmm. to remember something, but she's like has dementia or something, so she's forgotten everything. And the way he does that is by singing a song as, um, like, a recurrent motive through the show, the, this particular song, um, which is, is like, I will remember you, right? Mm-hmm. And that moment yeah. is like, I think I was crying, everyone in the theater was crying, the person, I, I feel it was you, I feel I was watching it with the Singji, and then I think you were crying. <laughs> it must, have, must have, have been, been right? right? Yeah. I don't and know.
2: I'll cry at everything though, but yeah. sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and everyone's crying at that moment, and, I, and, I, and this links to another thing which you said, Nicole, because it also was connected to the music as well, right? The yes. song there, right? Which yes. is like, in for Rick and Marty, you said that it was that Kioskios Kier song, which is that trigger. Yeah. So, interesting connections between those two things. yeah.
0: Because, and, and just moving on from there, because the, yeah. the one time I remember weeping in a cinema mm-hmm. was not Coco, but maybe the, one of the best uh, Pixar movies ever made, according to me, Toy Story 3 the culmination hmm. of the original trilogy because I don't consider Toy Story 4.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's not call it canon, but yeah, sure, yeah. But, but Toy Story <laughs> 3 was the, the end of the trilogy, right? Uh, the toys. Oh, Toy Story 3 at the end, I was weeping. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I think it truly signified the, 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 the growth of that, that, not just the toys, but also the childhood ending and the toy sort of moving on, I think, yeah, Toy Story I think has has had a, uh, a big influence uh, in terms of storytelling, uh, and I sort of watched it obviously from childhood, right? So Toy Story three really was that end to it, and it, it it it's it's right, you're right, animation, and especially this sort of cinematic arc of the toys growing everything, it it makes it easier maybe for emotions to be conveyed. Hmm. Yeah, there is less fakeness maybe? Is is it less fake when it's animation? I okay, there's just like
2: multiple layers to parse right
0: there. Cause
2: yeah. I yeah. I mean for me for me personally, okay lah, like, especially because you you know that I, I pretty much cry like damn easily over um pretty much anything.
0: But but in terms Simpsons of plays, like, uh, yeah the moment Simpsons start playing yeah, I think she's crying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But but okay la, I mean, like in all seriousness, the the last time I cried was um, maybe a couple of days ago because I was like streaming Princess Kaguya on on Netflix, and um that shit really, uh, of my French like fucked me up la, Right. So um.
1: It's it's
2: a weird combination, right? It's it's like you, you feel that you it it stands for things, uh, or, or feelings of emotions about events um. Which I have personally not encountered. So so Princess Kaguya, spoiler alert, is essentially actually about the traditional uh, Japanese folktale of uh, the, the the girl from the bamboo shoot, right? The tale of the bamboo cutter. So essentially, uh-huh. at, at the end of the story, uh, this this girl who essentially came from a bamboo shoot uh, was raised by the bamboo cutter and his wife, has to return to the moon after regaining her memories, and and the. It's a, it's a rather sad and poignant scene where, where she's going back to the womb and and they will essentially cause her to forget all her experiences on earth and her earthly parents are crying and begging her not to leave uh, to me it speaks ab- about the emotion of, of raising a child losing her and and how like even in death um, it, it's a very Buddhist thing as well you know like like death is a natural thing uh we remember uh, we forget but it's all a part of a cycle and and to me, I, I guess the reason why I found it weird was that I was crying because I, I felt all these things and I felt that these were the themes that were being brought forth. But I personally, I, I'm not a parent. I have never had a, a, the, the the pain of having to raise a child to know what it's like and, and, and even further of, of, of losing uh, a person uh, dear to me who who I consider a child. But, but regardless, when, when it played and, and the music came on, and again, this goes back to what Luke pointed out about the interesting connection between music and triggering of uh-huh. Sadness, right? Um, I couldn't stop myself from crying, and honestly, now I think every time when I hear the, the theme play, um like the tears just come. It's it's nuts. It's almost like a Pavlovian thing. So I, I was about to ask, like, whether um sometimes we feel these strongly about sadness, uh, towards to certain things is because we empathize, but then pop culture or animation is capable of making us feel things even though we may not have personally experienced them. And and that's, that to me is the more interesting thing um, behind, you know, this, this uh, topic that we, they we're trying to, to dissect.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's uh You're sort of talking about almost like this very core thing to any kind of fiction or any kind of artistry, yeah. right? Which is, I guess, a evolutionary... Um, response or um, side effect because the our ability to empathize and to feel for each other even to things that we don't actually experience is probably a a it's like it's a necessity right because that's how human society is able to survive right Uh because you might be like if I if I can't if you if we like live in a village together or something like we are monkeys or whatever and then you like tell me oh my god my my monkey baby got eaten by a saber tooth tiger and if i didn't i'm like oh no it's not my monkey baby i don't care yeah.
0: never had mo- i've never had babies before i don't know what a saber tooth looks like okay nah, yeah. it doesn't bother mm. me yeah but but do you
2: think that you feel stronger emotional responses to things which you can personally empathize to so maybe even something that you've personally experienced before Hmm. i, I, think-
0: I, I was about to say that it, it certainly will resonate more if it was an experience that you've had, or it's something that it relates to you. But then looking back at some of the things that has made me emotionally you know, vulnerable, uh, like Bojack. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't consider myself anywhere similar to Bojack, but I think that was purely the story arc and the character development and the emotions, the characters they were feeling that led to it. Toy Story, on the other hand, was very much a personal experience based, right? So. Uh, I think both ways work, uh, but I think it's just a sheer power of the storyteller, which way they are pushing it. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you think any fiction reveals like maybe a deeper truth about ourselves? Like we may think that we are not like these characters, we've never experienced it. So I I may have reduced it to something as simplistic on the surface as the the sorrow of losing a child, but maybe it's it's something else, right? It is something more fundamental to our human. Um, um, existence, which which I have not even caught on to, but but the show is capable of making me feel on a very visceral, emotional level.
1: I guess on some level, these shows, uh, they 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 deal in metaphor, right? So mm-hmm. when a show talks about losing, like a lot of uh, Miyazaki movies, uh, about mm-hmm. the loss of innocence of childhood, uh, they they deal with the nostalgia of childhood, right? Even though in those particular films, they might express it in a certain way. There's um like you kinda connect with that larger um that larger mm-hmm. metaphorical meaning. I don't know, maybe like um let me think of another Pixar movie that like um like finding Nemo. Um does that would would you say that has an emotion or oh, like up up is a great example. Oh, up right. right? Yeah. Starting
0: starting ten ten minutes of up, I think yeah. is enough to break any human.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah and not, no one there like i mean i'm not me and none of us would uh have that experience of growing old with someone <laughs> and then, then they're dying right so that's it so like what and so it's an m- experience which we have no context to appreciate but somehow mm-hmm. we understand it deeply right
0: mm.
1: and and i think it's about animation being able to show human pain
0: i don't know like mm. i said a bit Even better because it's shown in this abstract way sometimes, right? Uh, In uh, as opposed to live action, which which purely depends uh, very much heavily or much more heavily on the actor Mm -hmm. portraying it, right? But in animation, there are multiple uh, art forms coming in, including the artist who draws it, to the direction of it, the color scheme of it, the people. There is way more. I don't know. Way more ways to represent sadness. That yeah. that can evoke that emotion in multiple ways, and is not just through the voice or the face, right? Mm. And I think animation is richer that way because if I think of a scene where Bojack, uh, where I cried for Bojack or whatever, I think it was where I remember it being red in color, the sun is setting, right, and it's just him alone, uh, a horse clearly I, I i should not resonate to that mm. but i think that 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 scenery and whatever that artists and animators have drawn clearly was visceral enough to mm. show pain like visually uh, yeah. maybe better than a, a, a cinematic live action medium would that make sense
1: yes i mean like and the question there would be like is there a live action movie which can inspire this a similar response, or well, maybe, definitely,
2: maybe, I mean, like, have yes, you have you never seen live action which which has made you cry before?
1: Like, uh, like maybe name one. What, what what would be the equivalent of like a BoJack or uh, equivalent of um, like? Uh, I
2: mean, there I mean, yeah, are intentional tear jerking um films and and yep. series out there, right? Yep, yep. I- I'm pretty sure that if if I were to go through the, my repertoire of all those like old Japanese or Korean. Uh, <laughs> stuff that I that I've seen, um, is it like tears of a thousand liters or, or something? It has tears in stars. its
0: title, bro.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. Right. i, I that, I've heard some live action stuff, though, But but it's maybe maybe you're on to something that that says that animation is somewhat different because I mean, like of the more recent examples, it was really all like animation based. Mm. Apart from like uh, Isao Takahata's uh, Princess Kugai, I mean the other thing which made me cry bitterly was also like Midnight Gospel, the final episode, where mm. uh, the um, person was actually talking about death. And it was a, a very honest um, podcast interview with his own mother. But I think it was the combination of the animation and, and the the topics that were being dealt with which actually moved me to tears. Mm. Still, hmm.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a great example. Um, Nikhil, have you seen the episode, the final episode? I've, I've actually not actually seen the last episode. Right. I, I'm, I'm at episode six. I'm
0: taking it a bit slow, hmm. uh, but I can associate, like the reason I actually brought up animation was also Midnight Gospel, because I think that clearly merges, uh, I won't say voice, it's not voice acting, right? It's truly narration of a story by in that podcast. Uh, so there is a very real aspect to it plus the surreal aspect of uh, um uh, what's his name penton what penton. Uh, right his his animation uh, capturing the emotion of what is conveyed in that conversation in a very surreal fashion uh, yeah it, it is the epitome of what we have conveyed so far right mm-hmm. yeah
1: it is uh, it's it's possible that maybe um for us like maybe maybe we are outliers right because we of our habits, because of our pr- mm. predilections for improv or comedy or whatever. And the co- amount of, sheer amount of content we consume. So that makes us a bit more jaded and a bit more cynical about content, right? So <laughs> probably you need something like BoJack or like Midnight Gospel or like this crazy, like a Pixar movie, which is this like visually very stunning and you're sort of like that element of it distracts you from... Um, the sadness, or from the story, so then it allows you to have a, a, right, a real emotional reaction to it. Like, um like up that first ten minutes up is this very beautiful, very like colorful. um You know, it's bright, it's cheery. You know, it's everything is like it's like they're looking at clouds and like oh look at that cloud looks like a kid. <laughs> you know, right? It's this fantasy. It's a fantasy world, right? And then I I cry at the end of that. I, I cry at that sequence, but I don't cry when I see a Korean drama or something. I, maybe I would, but I don't remember. <laughs> I am just like, okay, yeah, this is this. I yeah. I can tell that this is meant to be said. you know. Uh,
2: are you are you concerned that this is gonna make you? Uh, this this basically you just like describe all of us as being emotionally retarded and incapable <laughs> of reacting honestly in a real life situation.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't think it does. I don't think. I mean, like, what I'm saying is that I'm sure that when I watched Love Actually or something, and there's that scene where. The guy's like flipping cards and the girls like looking at it, oh my god, he's flipping cards. Like what's the name? Like the girl from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Whatever. Like, she's like, Oh my god, he's flipping cards. And she he's like flipping it and I love you, I will always love you. Don't say anything because your husband I is inside. Yeah. You yeah. I can I can imagine like hmm. me watching that and like tearing up on some level because like that's the that's the socially right thing to do. But it's never gonna no. like stick in my mind, you know, like I mean, do, you, do you get what I mean?
0: I, I see you. I see where you're coming from because I I, I see the moves that they're making. Maybe mm-hmm. that's where you're coming from. Like the yeah. you know that in, in musical uh, melody that they're going for, which is going to be the tearjerker, and the, and the jaded cynic in us, content consuming cynic in us, sees sees it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as you said, the emotionally right thing, the socially right right thing to do in a setting. Uh, when others are crying, you also go, eh, I'm also tearing a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you do a bit of a fake sniffle. Because I've done a fake sniffle before, right? I don't know if you have. I've done a fake <laughs> sniffle just to fit in while I'm watching it. and go, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm crying also. I can feel that emotion, you know. But deep down, it, uh, it's a emotional. The cynic in me uh, just go, yep, yeah, I I saw that move coming. And with animation or with these auteurs creating this work of art, which has more base... you're just more vulnerable
1: and you're just more willing to, yeah. I want to talk about the fake sniffle a bit more. The what? He he did a fake sniffle. I I don't know whether I've ever done a fake sniffle, but sometimes in movies, right? When I'm watching a movie, I will like, like something, like literally something might get into my eye. Like I might just like be doing this, right? And then I'm suddenly very aware of what I'm doing. I'm like, oh God, will people think I'm crying? But what's showing on the screen is a guy eating a hamburger or something. I'm like, no, no I'm not crying. I, just, I was just like doing that. And it's like Nicolas and, and, Cage is like murdering someone. I'm like...
0: Uh, and, and do you huh. then uh, go full on into the tear or do you pretend as if that never happened? Like, you know, you have to commit to one of the two. Like... Yeah,
1: you- it's so bad because if you pretend that, it, like if you tell someone, no, I'm not crying. Right. then they will think you're crying right like so you are you're trapped there's a catch only too.
2: Yeah. But I, I mean like quite, a, quite, quite aside from the humor of the fucked up of the situation like, you're speaking <laughs> to something core here right which is that crying is really an act of vulnerability that we don't want to portray to the public or if we do want to show you you want to show that you're doing it for the
1: right reasons right? yeah
0: yes um he, the, because there are some movies where, I, yeah, for the love of God, I have a bad memory, but I remember a movie where there were sniffles everywhere in the, in that cinema hall. Right. And it, it might better be one of the few cinemas where people uh, were openly willing to be vulnerable. Uh, I'll have to dig my brain deep to find that. But like my point is there have been cinemas or movies, sorry, movies where that has happened, where people were willing to open up but if it's only two people crying in a cinema, of, uh, a cinema hall of hundred, right, and then it becomes like why are these weirdos crying, and and there there is a inherent uh, judgment when you see someone crying, right? Like maybe a Nicolas Cage eating a hamburger was truly an emotional moment for someone, right, and and he or she now couldn't cry because that that. that societally that that is just a weird time for you to cry
1: but you know that's what you say is interesting also because even though i i i feel embarrassed like you feel vulnerable in that moment right but i can you can also look at it and say that when you see someone crying it's perceived as like strength right Uh right like that's a but as opposed to when you see someone laughing yeah as opposed when you see someone laughing We see someone laughing. It's like they can't control themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, like for instance, if we were at, um, I guess it also depends on context. It depends on context, right? But yeah, right. well, it depends. I, I mean, like if the evil overlord laughing at the fact that you've just conquered everyone,
2: <laughs> it's like a, it's like a traditional display of strength, right? It's like I've beaten you all now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But, but again, because I I never (laughs) associate crying with tears for a very long time. Wait, crying crying with
1: tears or crying with strength? Sorry,
0: sorry, uh, sorry, just part of my words. Uh, Tears with uh, crying with strength. Like, honestly, (laughs) the the reason
2: why tears uh, is associated with strength now is is this new, or rather more modern appreciation, which is to say that the ability to show vulnerability in public, to, to cry even when you may not be perceived, as the right thing to do. Uh, the uh-huh. openness, the honesty, that is a form of strength and courage. Courage is essentially doing what makes you feel scared and doing it anyway, as opposed to doing something which you're, you're not afraid of. And so because we are all conditioned to be afraid of crying, to, to show who we truly are, if you are capable of doing it in public and doing it without any shame, that is a form of strength in itself.
0: See, I, I, I see all of that, but societally, Crying is seen as a form of vulnerability, as a sign of weakness, right? And I remember as a child, as I said, I've cried at a lot of movies. I used to cry at a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I would be ashamed that the fact that I was crying and I would hide it so much from the, my mm. family when I'm watching it, right? I'd be like, like, uh, like uh, hiding my tear. Uh, I to wipe, wipe a single tear that came in and i will. be like, oh, no, I didn't cry, I didn't cry. I didn't cry, I didn't cry, I this, that, 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 is, that is how I, I, I guess I, I saw crying to be especially mm. at media. You didn't want to show your vulnerability. But I agree, the current modern context, yes, crying is great. It shows that you have strength. You, you are willing to show it. But is it truly, though? Uh, no, I, I'll say this.
2: I think, I think we all appreciate, like, rationally, that's what it is. But I have to, I have to tell you that personally, it's still very hard to, to be able to openly cry and not feel any of that old societal hang-ups of shame, hmm. uh, that, that you're being weak, that it's the wrong thing to do. And I, I personally I feel it's problematic that we've we sort of inculcated this belief. Yeah. But to, to cry um is, is not an easy thing. And I think that's that's problematic because how do you feel when you cry, and like honestly? So, so we, we've talked about all these things, right? But but when you uh-huh. feel this um, sense of strong emotions, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be sadness. But when you feel moved to the point that you, you start crying, you have the physiological like, response, right? How does it actually truly make you feel?
1: Hmm, that's a very interesting question.
2: Do you enjoy it? Maybe not immediately, but like...
1: Overall. I, f- I feel that crying, right? Um, how you feel it's hard to answer that question because it is linked to why you're crying. Right. So if you're crying for a sad, like a sad reason, like because something horrible has happened, it's, uh, it will feel terrible. Right? You're, it's almost like it matches that feeling. Whereas if you're crying for like a joyful reason, like let's say you cry at uh, Shawshank Redemption when the character escapes. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption no, spoilers. Clearly. <laughs> like he yes. escaped what <laughs> if you cry at the end of it where uh, Morgan Freeman meets um, Andy Dufresne on the beach right and you like shout it you, like wow that was a good movie you know that doesn't feel bad right you're not like oh fuck that sucks but if you you know what I mean yeah
2: okay um, take the example where you're crying because of something sad do you think you feel worse where you feel sad anyway but you repress your physiological response like you tell yourself I cannot cry I must not cry don't you think you end up feeling shittier? Whereas if you cry and you acknowledge that response of sadness that the feeling that's causing to you, it in a sense it's almost like a sense of relief, of, of release. Right? I, I I say that that if no matter what may be the cause of crying, that the act of crying in itself actually makes the situation I, I would say more pleasant, but but more less pressurized than you would be if you were not allowed to cry.
0: Crying in a way is a, is us opening a pressure wall, right? It's, hmm. it's, it's an emotion building up, building up, be it happy, sad, terrible, whatever. It's this build up, build up, you can't control. And then, and it just, just flows out. So mm-hmm. I, I see where you're coming from, Singji, in the sense that yes, uh, I, I do feel, I do feel that I've expressed that emotion fully with tears. Uh, instead of repressing it. And, and and that fact that I've fully expressed it makes me feel better at the end of it. And I'm sure there's a physiological reason for it. As well, the same way that after you've had a big tear, big cry because of something truly sad that's happened in your life, the tears do help, right? Mm. Uh, after you've had a big cry. And the same thing also works in a, in this minor side of uh, consuming the media. But I have, to, I have to paint another side to it is that if you do it, I feel I always feel better when I'm watching something alone and then I cry.
1: Mm-hmm. again,
0: coming back to a societal thing right while, while instead I I, I I watch it with someone else or as a group of people, and then I'm trying to cry and then it just doesn't yeah, I, I don't really walk away. maybe I haven't been fully open or vulnerable or I haven't let myself, but when the act of doing it alone uh, in the confines of my house amazing, feels good hmm.
2: Hmm. Actually to to me today's discussion The one thing that has Well the, the one thing that's stuck in my mind or Which is now causing me to think Is whether crying is Something which is Not naturally Acceptable uh, And that's why we do less of it Or we do less of it because we socially uh, You know Told ourselves that it's unacceptable so it's, it's all like chicken and egg la. I don't know uh-huh. which Came first crying being unacceptable or the fact that there's not much crying and feelings of sadness in general in public.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's definitely a... It's a very interesting thing to think about, like, this whole, like, crying versus laughing or crying as at certain places and times where it's acceptable to cry, certain places where it's not. And um, I guess it's just all about... Um, these invisible patterns of society that we kind of ignore right um uh-huh. i mean that's it's just kind of i think it's i don't know whether we can get to any like conclusion no, we like, can't. You know? there's but nothing just, to be found here yeah i think it's an exploration of uh, a
0: very intimate physiological reaction that everyone has and uh just figuring out why certain things do and I think th- today has been eye-opening in the sense that I think that there is definitely something that's common amongst all of us, three of mm-hmm. us at least, uh, on what makes us. And uh, the, the journey or, or, or as improvisers to sort of do it, I think remains as mystic as it was at the start of mm-hmm. it, <laughs> the start of this call. Mm-hmm. But I think that is the inherent thing of it, right? It is so physiological a reaction that I think hacking our way through it may not be as easy as we, we think it is. Uh, but it has to be intentional. It has to be thought through. Uh, that's why you, you don't see it much in improv. Uh, and I think that's my takeaway from today. And I think that that is beautiful as, as it is, uh, because they, the times that I've cried uh, at some media, I do remember it very vividly. So it does leave a deep imprint. All right. Hmm. Okay. And on that note, uh We will leave you at this very sober thought of uh, whether you want to cry or not cry at your next media consumption, and I hope you're going to be watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, which will make you weep and cry at uh, all those hot pots that you can't get. (laughs) (laughs) Are they sponsoring us? Like, why on earth do you have to? All right, (laughs) and and that's me signing off. This Nikhil.
1: I'm seeing G. All right. Bye, guys.
0: And bye-bye.